Me, me, me. I know. I kept like clearing my throat earlier and I was like, mm, I sound a little froggy. Well, throat and my frog. I mean, frog and my frog. <laughs> frog and my throat. <laughs> that was so good. I might have to put it as the blooper at the beginning. Are you recording? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Love yeah. that so much for me. Love this journey. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Self-Care with me, David Self. Today, I have a very special guest, and we are going full circle together. I'd like to introduce you to my very near and dear friend, Danielle Clampett. Hello, Doodle. So happy to be here. So Danielle and I met in high school about a thousand years ago. Right. (laughs) Casual. And when I very first decided to start my first podcast uh, back in like 2016, Danielle was actually my first guest co-host. So it only made sense that you came back for the first one of self-care. Yeah, I feel like um, for your first podcast, I was like the guinea pig, you know, like we were like sampling with podcasting. So thrilled to be here. Yeah, I mean, that podcast didn't go very far, so you're still my guinea pig in this second endeavor now. (laughs) So this is my second time, like, ever being on a podcast ever, but, like, I keep telling people, I'm like, oh, do you need a guest for your podcast? Like, I listen to podcasts frequently, Yeah, and so this is, like, a highlight for me. This is a goal. I want to be on podcasts, so I'm, like, super excited. Well, I feel like after we talk about what we talk about today, you're just going to be snapped up, and I'm going to have to book time to have you back. Well, one can only hope. (laughs) Do you want to give all of your fans out there a little shout out and let us know, like, who you are? What do you do? (laughs) Um, Sure. So I... Like David said, I'm Danielle, and I work for um, a school district. I'm at two elementary schools, and so basically I have a caseload of kids, and my job is to help connect their families to community resources, so like food, clothing, shelter, um, all the things. And then I also monitor attendance and grades, and with distance learning, it's not so much like helping the kids because kids aren't at school. Yeah. So right now I'm doing a lot of fifth grade math. And if you're wondering what fifth grade math is right now, we're working on long division, double and triple multiplication or number of multiplication. So, um, and probably the last time I did that was when I was in fifth grade. So it's been, it's been a fun review. Okay. So is this new math? Cause I hear a lot of like what this new math is and how it's not like the math that we learned. Right. Oh, like the common core stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't do that. Um, I didn't know if like that was optional or. Well, I told the teacher, I was like, first of all, I'm not a math teacher. And (laughs) second of all, I don't like math. And um, so if we could do like addition and subtraction and she's like, yeah, we're on multiplication and division. I was like, got it. Well, um, easy numbers work for me. So she was like, no, you teach them however, you know how to do it. So like, 
I, I feel bad. I'm like cheating. I like have my calculator up on like my phone and I'm like <laughs> doing it before <laughs> to make sure it's right. And then I'll like do the problem on a board with the kids. But um, in case you're wondering, math still sucks. I feel like the only math that I would be good at, especially teaching, is like, okay, so this item is 20% off, but now there's an additional 5%. What's exactly. the cost of the item? <laughs> Exactly. And I don't want to tell them like, listen, I know this is hard now, but like when you're an adult, you can use a calculator. Like (laughs) it's not like this forever. Yeah. Um, But that's not an option right now. So. Well, I'm going to preface this very first episode with a little disclaimer. So I've recorded the first three episodes of self-care, of course, out of order, because why not? Right. And I just want everyone to know that this is kind of an experiment for me. Uh, You know, podcasted before very, very casually for a very short period of time. So I'm still learning how everything works. Right now, we're also doing everything over Zoom because obviously we can't sit face to face. So you might hear some sounds like that. I don't know if you could hear Bo's automatic feeder just go off. But life is around us. You'll probably hear chairs creaking, dogs barking, refrigerators humming. I'm sure Bo will get in here at some point and be right up in the microphone. So just be a little bit patient. These first few episodes, like I said, are are kind of my experiment, but I think we're starting to get it pretty nailed down. So tell us, Danzy, what have you been up to? What's the, what's the haps? What's the 411? Um, Let's see. Aside from working during the day, <laughs> watching a lot of TV at night. What are you watching? Um, well, This Is Us comes back tonight. I know you tried to get me hooked on that show a long, long time ago, and it just didn't work because that's just how we operate. You tell me to buy something or to get into something. I'm like, no, I'm not going to like that. And then like years right. later, I'm like, oh my God, I love this. Like, You do the opposite. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did think of you the other day because I saw the preview for it come back. Billy and I, it like popped up when we were watching, I think SNL. And of course, when Justin Hartley or whatever comes on, we're both like, fuck you, you suck. Like, yeah, we're not team him. I know. And it makes me sad because before, like, I didn't even know of Chriselle, his like ex-wife until you told me to watch Selling Sunset. And I watched the three seasons and what felt like an hour. Like I just right. flew through that series. It's so good. Obviously I'm team Chriselle, which means Monday nights are dancing with the stars. Obviously Chriselle has all my votes. Why not? Yeah. So I got a boyfriend during quarantine. Okay. That hasn't been awful. New hobbies. I, I took up golf. Tell me about golf. I remember you said you got your clubs the other day. How, how to go? I'm obsessed. Are you? Um, Yeah, because do you remember you and I went to try to hit balls a couple of times and we were like really, really bad? Emphasis on tried. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember we went and I was like, this is stupid and not fun. Like I didn't have fun at all when we did it. I was like, I'm bad at this. I don't know what changed because like I haven't been since. Um, It's fun. It's like really fun. So I've only played like nine holes one time we did like a short course so you played like on an actual course well it was the gavelin college golf course so um i don't know if i would consider but yes yes technically yeah yeah. you were trying to get the ball into a hole yeah 
It was not a mini golf course. I wasn't that great, but I also wasn't horrible. Okay. Um, let's also talk for a second about what solidified our friendship for a lifetime. Good old Target. Good old Target. I was there the other day. They had a new store opening not far from us. Love that. They're already setting up for holiday. Oh, yeah. Like, all the Halloween candy is discounted, which obviously I picked up a bunch. Did Um, you get Reese's? uh, Yeah, Reese's pumpkins, of course. (laughs) Obviously. Because I feel like the holiday shapes ones, like the Reese's trees and the Reese's pumpkins, taste better than the good old-fashioned peanut butter cup. Absolutely. So, yeah, I've got a bag of those in the freezer just waiting for me. But I'm curious, is is Target still your main bay? Thousand percent. Target is like my happy place. And I know we're going to get into it later when we talk about like what self-care means to us, but um, Target is in that for me. Target is self-care. hundred percent. They have everything. And like, I'll go to Target for like the essentials, right? Like I need to pick some stuff up. Like I'll go to Target. But then there are times where I'm like, I don't need anything. And I just want to wander and I want Target to tell me what I need. I feel like that's the best thing about Target is like, you know, during this quarantine, Billy and I are like at home and we're like, oh God, like life is so boring. We need to get out of the house. We need to do something. He's like, do you want to go to Target? I'm like, uh, yeah. And it's like, just walk around. I'm like, oh, like, you know, I could use this decorative storage bin or lifetime supply of fruit roll-ups. Right. You know, like when the shelter in place first started back in March and like stores were like closed Mm -hmm. and I couldn't even go to Target. I mean, I went a while without going to Target. And the moment I could go back, I was like, I'm never taking this for granted again. Holler at payday on Friday. Oh, (laughs) counting down. Literally the minutes on my phone. I have a timer set. You know, you would think that after working, I've had the same like job for the last four years. You would think that I would learn to adjust getting paid once a month. I can't do that. Apparently I can't either. And then here's here is like, we're getting to the holiday season, which sucks because what they do is they pay you early in December. So like in December, so we get paid like the last day of the month. Right. So I'll get paid this Friday hallelujah. And then November will come. I get paid at the end of November and then you get paid in the middle of December. So you're like, Oh, I have like money because like you get paid early and you have to wait six weeks, but then you don't get paid again until February, like January. What, how many days are in January? 31? Yeah. 30? 31. Yeah. Yeah. So you get paid December 16th or something like that. And then you go like 40, 45 days basically without getting paid. And I'll tell you what, your girl doesn't know how to budget. So that's not fun. So what I'm hearing is that you need like gift cards for Christmas. A sugar daddy. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Right, right, right. Gift cards. Yeah. yeah. Gift cards. Gift cards. That's that's what what I meant. (laughs) Um, Well, on the note of gift cards, let's hear from our sponsor. Are you a fan? You can now support us with a recurring monthly donation of as little as 99 cents per month. Low on cash? Same. Feel free to show your support by leaving reviews, ratings, and now even voicemails on our anchor.fm homepage. Click the link in the description to learn more. Your support means the world to me. 
Thank you for believing in me and for listening. Okay, let's dive into today's topic and start off by talking about mental health. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I hated that voice that I just did, by the way, but <laughs> we're just going to roll with it. Um, okay, I personally don't think that mental health is talked about enough, especially while growing up. I don't think I ever remember it being like, a topic of conversation or if it was it was kind of like hush hush of like you know so-and-so has anxiety or so-and-so has depression in the family do you remember hearing about mental health or talking openly about it with family or friends literally never yeah no I don't remember like hearing about anyone who had like anxiety or depression yeah that was not ever something that I guess I really noticed because I didn't recognize like what it looked like to maybe struggle with anxiety or depression or mental illness. So I didn't recognize like what it would look like until I was like going through it myself as an adult. Right. And I feel like when, when it's like not talked about and you start to go through it as an adult, you're like, what's wrong with me? Like, no one told me this was going to happen or like I didn't know the warning signs of like what was going on to like stop it or like skills how to to how to like cope with anxiety like there's lots of different things that you can do and I I didn't know until I went to therapy and she was like oh have you tried these activities and I'm like no (laughs) I don't know I feel like it's kind of like um like mental health almost with like addiction, it's like you don't recognize or realize how many people you know that either know someone or struggle with it themselves until you like talk about it. Like I never realized that I knew so many people who were also struggling with so many different things until I said like, yes, I have anxiety or yes, I've, I've dealt with depression and other people were like, oh, me too. Or, oh, my mom has that. Or oh, like my cousin has, you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like it was a thing until I recognized that this is like something that I struggle with. Right. And I felt comfortable enough to like talk about it that other people would be like, oh yeah, like I struggle with that too. And it's honestly one of the reasons that kind of pushed me to start this podcast and just having these conversations with people to hopefully like spark that conversation and let other people that are listening know like yeah these feelings are normal and they're valid especially in 2020 and like you know here's some tools that I've picked up from my therapist and other people have picked up from their therapist and Mm -hmm. you know I know you and I talked about doing an episode together of do I need a therapist Mm -hmm. and I mean short answer is yes everyone needs a therapist but (laughs) we'll talk more on that in another episode I was uh, like, spoiler, yes. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, book an appointment. Yeah. Um, you won't regret it, trust me. It, yeah. It's hard and sometimes it sucks and you don't want to go all the time, but you usually end up feeling better. Yeah. Um, how has your perspective on mental health and wellness shifted in the past few years or even since the start of 2020? Um, I would say that I feel like I was very like naive to mental health and until I kind of went through some like really hard dark times and 
until I took it upon myself to like seek help um, and kind of like go through that journey of like accepting that this is anxiety and it's okay. And it doesn't make me any less of a, a daughter or a friend or I, I'm not, I'm not anxiety. Right. I'm not depression. Um, so I definitely feel like I've like opened my eyes and especially so last year I worked out of middle school and it's crazy. Like, I don't remember any of my friends saying like, Oh, I have anxiety or, Oh, I remember people being like, Oh, I'm stressed out because I have a test and I have to study, but right. I don't remember it causing like crippling anxiety the way it does like that I've seen in my job. Like these kids will come into my office and they're having like panic attacks. Yeah. And like, I recognize this because I've also had a panic attack and I know, you know, you're not faking it. Like I, I know that that's what you're going through. And so it's crazy to me how young I feel like it's happening. Do you think that any of this is related to like the growth and availability of social media? Absolutely. Like, I'm just, just hearing you say this, I'm like, you know, even as a 30 year old man, sometimes I get into a rut where I'm struggling with not comparing myself to other people online or how come this post isn't getting as many likes or how come my, only my Facetune selfies get likes or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Well, because like when you and I were in school, it was like MySpace and then Facebook kind of became a thing, but there wasn't Instagram. There wasn't TikTok. There wasn't these apps that are like so easy to judge people. Right. And so I definitely feel like the online bullying, because you feel like you have to be like very present online and um, get all of the likes and, you know, all of the things. You know, we had top eight and I feel like that was about as stressful as it got because the rest of the time we were just like, too busy learning html code to care right. about any of the other bullshit like i want sparkly letters or music in the background oh and i remember i was a real bitch and i went down to a top four and tom was my number one friend so i really <laughs> <had a> top <laughs> so if you made the cut hmm. <laughs> um but yeah i definitely feel like struggling with mental health um has definitely made me more of like an empathetic person Mm -hmm. because I feel like everyone is struggling in some way, shape or form. And so it's like not my job to like judge people. I really just want to be someone that like people can go to and talk to. Yeah. And, um, but with that, it, it's very like emotionally draining. It's a lot being that person for someone. Yeah. It's a lot to take on. And especially I feel like, you know, I can only imagine you have this younger generation that's looking up to you and like, you know, how do you not take all that on? Like, how do you, you know, block your own energy and stay grounded and not let that affect you? Um, <laughs> honestly, some days are easier than others, yeah. but like, a lot of the times, like I do take my work home with me. I have a very hard time disconnecting and like leaving my work at work and then going home or like if something bad happens at work, it doesn't mean I'm having a bad day. I'm someone where like my life very much is blended and it's very hard for me to say like, well, just one bad thing that happened at work does not mean I'm having a bad day or it doesn't mean that this is a bad week. 
Um, and I think because of the nature of my job and the things, the situations that I deal with, it's a lot of the times like <laughs> I feel sad. Like I go yeah. home and I'm like, I hope that they have food for dinner, or I hope that this person's not alone because they're struggling with their mental health. And I'm yeah. here that if they go to a dark place, like, and no one's there, you know, so I, I, I'm not perfect at that. I definitely struggle with that. But, um, one thing that I have learned in therapy is like, you can't pour from an empty cup. Mm -hmm. So I really do have to do things for myself to like fill up my cup so that I can go to work and give and do my best to be there for other people. Um, and not even just in work, but just in life in general, you know, I want to be a good friend. I want to be a good girlfriend. I want to be there for people. Um, I can't do that if I'm not being there for myself. Right. I think that's kind of a great transition into talking about self-care. Uh, for me, you know, I've, I've been on this journey in therapy for almost three years now. Um, my philosophy on self-care is that it's, it's more than just meditation and mindfulness. Right. And, you know, don't get me wrong. It's, it's a lot of mindfulness, but more so using that, which is an ongoing practice I have learned. <laughs> it's not easily perfected, or I don't even know if it's possible to be perfected, but using that mindfulness to address your body's wants and needs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I typically eat gluten-free and sometimes I have a bad day and, you know, I'm like, oh God, like I really just want chicken nuggets or whatever it is. Like that would make me feel so good. But then like having the mindfulness one to understand that, but then also, okay, that's what my body wants, but it's not what it needs because it's not going to make me feel good in the long run. So, right. you know, what is it that I truly need? Okay. I'm looking for those nuggets to be comfort. So what can I do to provide myself comfort right now? Um, and that's hard. Yeah. So I'm just curious, like what does self-care look like to you? It's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it, I think it depends mm -hmm, really. Mm -hmm. um, I think that being able to recognize like what triggers my anxiety, um, has been really important. Um, and I also feel like feeling those feelings, right? Like right. not just saying like, Oh, I'm feeling anxious and like push it down, push it down so that I'm not feeling that, but recognizing like, this is something that's making me feel anxious. Okay. Well, why is it making me feel anxious? And yeah. like being okay with that and knowing that this is just temporary, like it's not going to last forever. Um, so I think kind of like you, like really listening to like what it is that is triggering me to feeling anxious, whether it's work related or, I mean, that's right now in my life, I'm really lucky that that's kind of the only thing, you know, that's bringing me some anxiety is like mm -hmm. yesterday we started talking about the reopening plan for school. And, um, but as far as like taking care of like, like self-care when I'm starting to feel anxious, um, journaling really mm. helped me. Mm -hmm. And I, when I started going to therapy, my therapist was like, you need to have like a notebook or something by your bed. And every morning, write down three things that you're grateful for. So I used to be really good about 
writing, like physically writing three things that I'm grateful for, because when you're in a bad place, it's very easy to stay there. Like when yeah. you're in a negative headspace, everything around you is negative. Like you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel kind of thing. And so almost like tricking your mind into being like grateful and positive and happy for three things. And she was like, it can be anything. So one day I was like, I'm grateful for my duvet, mm-hmm, <laughs> blackout curtains. I mean, like literally anything. Um, and I still do that to this day. I don't write it like physically in a journal, but the first thing I do when I wake up is I tell myself three things that I'm grateful for every day and starting my day off with that positive headspace, like, okay, I can take on the day. Um, so that's something that I practice every single day is three things that I'm grateful for. Um, and you know this about me, but I'm someone where, uh, I have to talk things mm-hmm, through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, talking about what's giving me anxiety makes me feel better because I'm recognizing it. I understand that it's real, but I also understand that there are things I can do to minimize it and work through it, talking about it, processing it, reading. I listen to a lot of podcasts, um, shopping. (laughs) Yeah, no, honestly, I think that you know, self-care is so embedded into daily life in ways that people don't even necessarily think about it. Like right. drinking water, eating, you know, meals, even if they're not like completely health balanced and whatever, just giving your body nourishment, watching your favorite show. I literally was so stressed out the other day about some work stuff. I was like, I need to take an hour and watch an episode of Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I just recognized in the moment, like, I need to get out of my own reality for an hour and just like, yeah, pop on something that like, I can laugh and just like, feel like there's joy in the world. I think you brought up a really great point of practicing gratitude. Um, I'm actually finishing up a six week workshop in, uh it's a men's body positivity group. And you know, listening to all these men from different walks of life um, share openly about like body struggles and disordered eating, you know, one of the things that came up of how do we stop the cycle of negative self-talk in our day-to-day lives? And the one thing that popped up was, you know, show gratitude. When you start to feel those negative thoughts, okay, what's one thing that's going right today? Mm-hmm. You know? Is it, oh, the sun came out for an hour or I got to be outside or, Mm -hmm. you know, I love the way my hair looks today. Whatever that is, like focusing on that one positive really does help you kind of from spinning out on all the negative. It's so easy to get sucked up into, especially this year with constant news cycles and social media. And there's like nowhere to escape anymore. No. And I also just feel like, I I feel like, um, when you're in that space, it's really hard to get yourself out of it. Mm -hmm. And then you, you realize like you are that negative person out of all of your friends or the people around you. Like, and and I don't want to be that bad energy. Like I don't want to be that person that is constantly like complaining or, 
you know, so recognizing that and being able to flip it so that you are recognizing like, okay, like I was saying earlier, we're talking about like the reopening plan for school. And that is very overwhelming to me. And so I was driving to work yesterday and I just had this like pit in my stomach because I knew it was going to be a heavy conversation and I didn't want to do it. And I was like, you know what? I'm so lucky that my job has not been affected during COVID. Yeah. Like, you know, I have a car payment, I have bills to pay and my job has not been affected. Like I still am getting paid the same. I'm still able to work eight hours a day. Um, and so even though it's hard right now, like I'm very lucky that I have a job. Mm-hmm. And so even just like telling myself that, like, this is tough and it's hard, but like you have a job. Yeah. And like the families that I work with, they're struggling. Like they don't have jobs and they have five kids to feed. And it's like, you know, I have to worry about myself and that feels overwhelming at times, but like, I'm lucky enough to like have a job. And so even just flipping the script and really like focusing on the positives makes such a huge difference. I feel like it really helps give you perspective too. Like when you start to like try to put things in a more positive light or see it from the other side, it, it's kind of just like, okay, like, you know, maybe I'm right. Like maybe this could be worse. And then like that kind of helps you kind of dig out from that hole that you're in. And trust me, like I know from experience how hard it is to, to even recognize sometimes that you are that person. And I think that there's ebbs and flows and we all go through it at different parts of our life. And, you know, for me, it was like, oh God, like I'm such a wet blanket. I'm only focusing on the negative all the time or only worrying about, oh, well, you know, what if this happens or what if that happens or this could happen? And, you know, Billy and other people around me are like, okay, but what if it doesn't? Like, why not worry about it until it pops up if it even pops up mm-hmm. but that's such like a anxiety filled thing to say right where like that is literally anxiety where it's like you're thinking about something in the future like that hasn't even happened yet or you're thinking about something that happened in the past and you're like oh well this happened before and i don't want it to happen like that is literally anxiety yeah and um something that really helped me was i and i still do it to this day, like a lot of grounding exercises. Mm -hmm. So, you know, what do you see? What do you hear? What, like bringing myself back into the present moment, like all of the things that were making me feel anxious were things that I was like in my head saying like, well, what if this could happen? And this could potentially happen in, you know, situations that hadn't happened yet. And so it was like, okay, well, I need to like pull myself back into this present moment because what's happening right now? Like what I'm thinking could potentially happen in the future hasn't happened, might not even happen. And I need to focus on where I'm at right now. Yeah. And that's huge too. Absolutely. It's like I said before, all of this stuff is an ongoing practice. It's not something that you hear about on a podcast and say, you know, I'm going to apply that to my daily life. And then boom, like you've got it nailed down. It takes repetition and it takes sometimes a lot of energy to be that mindful. And, and honestly, when I first kind of opened my brain up to, to seeing and feeling, and, you know, I was a, the CEO of suppressing everything. And when I started to feel everything, I was like, Oh God, this is too much, like too Mm -hmm. much input. Like I can't handle all of this. 
my therapist is like, yeah, well, you know, you have to. So like, unless you want to just continue going on like this cruise control life where like anxiety owns you and you know, you're not really moving, you have to let go and feel it. And it's so freaking scary, but I mean, honestly, I feel like my practice has gotten a lot better over the past three years or I still have miles to go, but you know, for the, for the first time in 30 years, I'm not, I'm not anxiety's bitch. Mm -hmm. I think the great thing about self-care is that it's not like a one size fits all kind of thing. It's, there's not one thing that is going to like make things better. Like sometimes self-care looks like talking to my therapist. Sometimes self-care looks like getting a pedicure and doing a face mask. And it, it's me recognizing that like, you know what, these things are making me feel anxious and I need to like do something to focus on myself, whether that's read a book, get my nails done, do a lap around target. Yeah. Like all of those things are perfectly fine, but it's also more than that it's Mm -hmm. recognizing the things that are causing you anxiety and stress and working towards being a better you and it's different for everyone yeah i i completely agree there um you and i have quite a few future episodes planned Mm -hmm. uh we have things on the docket to talk about setting and enforcing healthy boundaries alcoholism managing anxiety letting go and knowing when to close that door, just to name a few. Mm -hmm. What topic are you most excited for? Honestly, all of those things are like what I'm interested in. Um, I definitely think that alcoholism and addiction topic is something that's really heavy, but I think it's something that's very near and dear to our hearts. Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of something that brought us back together. Yeah. And I think it kind of like explains a lot and our relationship. And so I feel like that will be a really good podcast episode. Yeah. I feel like that one's going to kind of bring up a lot of the feels for us. And it's almost going to be like therapy for us with everyone else listening in. But, (laughs) you know, I never realized to your point earlier, how many people were affected by a family member that suffered with addiction until I opened up and started talking about it. And I know you opened up and started talking about it and you're like, Oh wow. Like this is more common. Like we need to have these conversations and help our friends and people through it. Like it's so isolating and it doesn't have to be. It's, it's isolating. You feel shame, you feel alone and you're not. And Mm -hmm. it's, unfortunately something that's not talked about enough it's unfortunately something that is way more common than you would think um and it's still like very much like a taboo topic like you don't talk about mental health you don't talk about that you're struggling and addiction mental health like these things don't discriminate like it doesn't matter who you are what you have like it can affect you and um yeah i mean it's it's something that has really affected and changed my outlook on, on life. Like I very much have been affected by addiction and, um, 
yeah, I'm excited to kind of dive a little deeper into that with you. I feel like that'll be a good one. Before we go, I'm curious, what kind of lesson or learning from 2020 are you going to carry into the new year? It's crazy because I feel like the year has moved so slow, but so fast. Uh And I feel like I spent months like literally just like in my, in my house and not um, like being out in the world. And so like, I personally really miss like traveling. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think just, I'm always like, go, go, go looking to do the next thing. And I think being appreciative for where I'm at and just living in the moment is something that I really want to focus on going forward. Like just being appreciative that I have good people around me, um, that I'm happy, I'm healthy and that it's going to be okay. Yeah. If I could get through 2020, I can get through anything. So I think just more focused on just being in the present and not so much like thinking about like the next best thing. Right. Um, because it's like, we talk about the future, but like, I got to focus on the present right. and living for right now. So right. the here, the here and now is, is very, very important. Yeah. Um, I think we can all carry that with us into 2021, which will knock on what hopefully be a better year. Yeah. <laughs> well, Danielle, thank you so much for being my very first guest on self-care. I had fun. I liked catching up. Super excited about everything that we have planned in the future. Thanks for having me. Yes. Um, where can the people find you? Instagram, Twitter, at Danielle Clamp. Okay, okay. To everyone listening, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being on this journey with me. Your support, wanting to be a part of it, cheerleading me on from the sidelines is completely overwhelming, and I couldn't do it without you. Cannot wait to share more episodes with you right now.